This is Jen from Grace for Single Parents, where your parenting and God's grace collide. Welcome back to Grace for Single Parents podcast. Today I have Charlene Williams of Father to the Fatherless with me, and we're going to be talking about adapting to change as single parents. How are you, Charlene? I'm good, thank you. I am good. How are you? I'm well, thanks. So I'm excited to be talking to you today. Um, Would you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your ministry of Father to the Fatherless? Yes. So um, Charlene, and I live in Ashford, Kent in England. I'm a mother to a 13-year-old son who feels like he's going on to 30. And um, I'm a secondary school teacher. And I would say in around 20, 2020, um, I was going through, I had a word at church that was saying that I have lots of these ideas. You think you're crazy, um, you know, God speaking to you. And I kind of went through my old journals and thought, right, I'm going to list some of the ideas I've had. And one of the ones that stood out to me was that in a really dark time, I'd been journaling how I felt really, I was just struggling as a single parent. And that's when I came across where God had said to me, look, I'd love for you to just talk about how I've impacted your life, how I've been there for you. And in particular, he was like Psalms 68.5, you know, I'm a father to the fatherless. And I was like, what? That's in the, that's in the Bible. I was so shocked. But, you know, as you do, you jot things down in, the, in a journal, you'll close it. And then I think around 2020, when I was kind of reflecting on things that I thought about, I thought before I start anything else, just be obedient. Um, and if God's saying share, then share, which I can't think of anything worse, in, really, <laughs> than sharing, you know, in particular about being a single parent, one of those things that you kind of keep to yourself and keep very private and don't want to talk about because it's challenging and it's painful and it can feel embarrassing and it can feel judgmental. So I was like, I don't want to air my dirty laundry. So I bit by bit, I just started by, you know, posting Bible verses that really helps encourage me, um, positive quotes for single mothers to encourage. Um, and it kind of developed from there, really. And that's, yeah, that's how it began. Um, and since then, I've had opportunities to do podcasts, um, work of counsellors, just helping and supporting, encouraging women, um, and that's been it, really. That's been Father to the Fatherless. That's great. And I know for myself, I didn't really ever consider myself a single mom, even though I obviously am and have been for years, but I didn't really ever identify that way. So as you say, like starting a ministry or something all about single parents, it, you really have to step into that. Yeah, it just, it was really hard because there's so many things I do with you, but there's so many things that went in my mind just about the concepts and the way people view single parents um, in society in general, let alone add in the layer within um, church and Christianity. So I was very apprehensive, but I, I really felt a pull in to say, you, you've got to step into it. Um, and yeah, I, I've, there's been some people who, or some set, have been quite not resistant but feel like oh I'm not sure if we can support this because are you popularizing being a single parent but actually I've had a lot of really supportive um my new church have been very supportive like there are women with lots of different circumstances that are in this position 
or I've met people who are an adult who experienced living with a single parent and was just like, actually, there are things you need to discuss, needs that need to be met. And notice in church, there'll be a mother's group or a women's ministry, but single single mothers, you straddle these two these two paths which are unusual because you'll have the single young people so to speak and then you'll have the women's ministry that's focusing on marriage and it's like well I've got some elements and not the other so it can be quite a unique space within church yeah it can be hard to find your place there it's funny though that they asked you if you're trying to popularize popularize single parenthood it's like are you crazy I'm not saying join me be a single parent but I'm saying if you are in that situation, do you not deserve to have a community understands you, supports you, you know, share the load, you know, right. share. come on. Especially, and even when we talk about what your topic is for today about adapting to change, it's quite a bit different adapting to change as a single parent. Number one, we have different changes to adapt to, but also we don't have that day in and day out support, whether it's constant for someone or not I mean we don't have that there well exactly like you might hear a friend or someone go oh I've just got such a tough night tonight oh my my husband's away from work and <laughs> kind of look like because you you never want someone to feel bad about the circumstances but it's like read the room That's every, <laughs> <laughs> every night we've been doing this so yeah it's so a change adapting and finding a way as a single parent can be can be really hard actually because we don't have as much freedom change can be quite dramatic in regards to your family dynamic because it's you and your child or children so you haven't got that flexibility when it comes to change so how did you struggle with change what's been like the hardest things for you when it comes to it oh I would say the hardest thing has been I think my number one thing at the moment is it's one of those things when you pray, Lord, can I please have a new job? I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to change. So in 2021, it only has been a brief period of time, but I decided to go part time so I could focus on Father the Fatherless. In the end, it was a really short stint, actually, just kind of September to January, because I was offered a job came up in a local school. And I thought, I'm going to seize that opportunity. What it meant was because the timetable was already written, it would be going back full time. So on one hand, God had blessed me with this new job, um, which was closer to home, a great school, a wonderful environment, um, you know, single parents, finances, matched pay. I was like, great. But what I wasn't quite ready for was that I was starting mid-year, academic year, so it was not the fresh start. These children and the school had already been functioning into the new year. Um, and I was coming in this new teacher who was replacing a much-loved teacher. And subjects I hadn't taught before. And I've been teaching for quite a few years, 14 years, but there was some content that actually I just never come across. And it was it felt like I was just thinking all the time. <laughs> Constantly thoughts. I got to that point where I thought my brain is tired of thinking. So longer days. Um, and I'd kind of just got a balance. For, I was like, oh, I like my work-life balance. Yes, I'd love to change my school and be in a more healthy environment. But I'd got a balance. I was part-time. On my day off, I could work on Father the Fatherless. 
and I'd now started back as a full-time job. Um, and one of the first things that was impacted was Father to the Fatherless because I just didn't have that time to sit down, create content, um, talk to people, return back to like my coffee crisis and council sessions because I just didn't have that free time. Every kind of, for the first six weeks, any additional time was learning new material. I'd start in the year where they had all these big assessments and assignments or exams. So if I wasn't marking, I was studying or reading. And then the kind of free time I had was come home, cook for myself and my son. And it felt like I was going to bed and waking up again. Um, and the six weeks were really intense. And then I had to kind of stop and say, well, you can't keep on working at this momentum because you'll burn yourself out. Um, and I even noticed, I remember saying to my son, we just weren't seeing each other as much. It'd be like, we eat dinner. And then I'd be like, okay, bye, I'm going to go and work. Um, and I had to, and I'm still working on that. I'll make a decision about, right, how are we going? What's my priorities? What am I going to do? Um, and it did feel like a really stressful, intense time. I, you know, hands up. I would wake up really early. That's only a sign when I'm a bit stressed. So I, was, I was waking up extra early um, or in the middle of the night. Um, you know, people say butterflies. My stomach was an absolute knot. I'd be at school and my friends would be like, what's going on? You're an experienced teacher. And I don't know if I put too much pressure on myself, but I just could feel myself just tensing up. And it came from a place I wanted to do well, but also it was this change. I'd been at my last school for four years. And now I'm like, oh my gosh. And I think also, wherever, I, mean, I, I think I told you this personally, but... I ended up at my son's school. That's a whole different story. So um, double checked with him. He was like, I'm fine with it. But I think on myself as well, I put a bit of pressure on myself knowing that now oh, I've got to make my son look good, which sounds ridiculous, isn't it? Like I'm the teacher. He's just, you know, this is his, I'm moving into his space. Mm -hmm. I'm moving into his area and I've got to be a good teacher. This is, you know, this is, you know, I don't want anyone. Oh, that Miss Williams. So there were so many different things that was going on and I just had to stop and just have a bit of a moment and just think, right, what do you need to do? Um, and one of the first things I did was really structure my quiet time in the morning because one of the benefits of um, being closer to home was that I didn't have to commute as much. So I was still getting up the same time as I would go into my previous school but I found that because I was quite stressed and quite overwhelmed, I needed that kind of to start my day just speaking to God. And I know it sounds really cliche, you know, I was like, quiet time, quiet time, quiet. <laughs> However, when you are a single parent and you don't have that much time to yourself, um, and for me, evenings just don't work because by the time I've come home, work, cook, spend some time with my son, done a bit of marking, if I was to, spend quality time with God, sorry, I'd fall asleep. Some people can work in the evenings, for me, I can't. So I feel like if I start my day, um, pray, uh, follow you know, my devotional, do my reading for the Bible in the year, just jot down a few prayer points, really great way to start my morning, um, and then praise and worship in the car. So, that's helped me so even things have been really stressful and I, and I was looking back I've got one of those books where you you know jot down something positive every day it's like five years and you go back 
And it's quite nice now because I'm starting to get into a loop. Uh, I have the, yeah, I have the same thing. I'm on the fifth year right now. And it's so fun every night when I write down my one sentence of what happened today, I'm like, okay, four years ago, this was happening or, you know, even if they're just everyday things, it's so cool to look back on. Isn't it just, I've just made it round to, I'm now my second year. You're on your fifth year. Oh yeah. my God, it's so amazing to just see the five years. And some nights it can be a struggle, isn't it? You're like, I had a really great dinner. <laughs> yeah, the kids well, went to school. <laughs> but it's been great because that's the one thing I do at night, just to reflect on my day. Um, but what it does do, actually sometimes it just makes you, when you're so overwhelmed with things happening and change, you just need to find that one thing you're really grateful for. And that helps a yeah. lot. so um yeah I'm not I'm not I'm not the number one list person I'd love to say you know make a change write to-do list you know my friend bought me this planner no but you know I think lists are great um but for me I know when I was speaking to the counselor because I'd finished those sessions just before I started my new job she was like, you seem really highly strong about this whole new change. I haven't seen you like this for a while. She was like, you know, do the things that you can do, prioritize and the rest, take it easy. Um, and obviously still working on that. But I think new jobs are, are very, can be tricky because you've aspired for this, you've worked for this, you've gone through the interview process. And then you go through that phase where you're like, I've got to prove myself, they made the right decision the learning names, environment. And I remember having this moment in the car when I was like, this is really hard. Maybe I should have, I should have stayed where I was before. And, and I had to have that resolution, like, this is what you prayed for. Mm-hmm. This is what you prayed for. And yeah, sometimes it's going to be tricky, but God answered your prayer. Um, it's not always going to be easy. He's told us that, isn't it? That we just have to sometimes persevere. But it was like, you asked, it was given to you, maybe not, you know, and it's never going to be super easy. Mm-hmm. But I've just found checking in. And like I said, I looked back through my kind of positive journal about what's working really well. And one of the things that I noticed was that actually that hour in the morning has been a great time. Um, and then change. I'm having a new change now because I finally started and signed up for the gym. And oh. this is, yeah, don't get me excited about that one. <laughs> and, um, but then that brings in a whole nother change because that hour that I planned and we had our time together, I'm now trying to go to a gym session in the morning or a class because I thought, let's not add the evening, let's just keep evenings to family time. And now again, I'm struggling. I forget some days if anyone follows me, there was a couple of days when I forgot to pop up the verse of the day or you're trying to juggle things and it's like I'm now resetting again how can I is it that I'm going to get up earlier spend that time with God because I know how it sets me up for the day it's just constantly reshuffling and again as a you know as a single parent you have to make those decisions so my decision is well actually my son um is old enough I'm going to go to the gym when we haven't really lost that time mm-hmm. he's a so I'll do that now so in the evening we can have a meal together and hang out if he leaves his room as a teenager. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it does get a little bit easier, though, when you have teenagers to have that time in the morning 
So that is really nice. But on the other end, yeah, your evening, because teenagers, you know, they sleep as long as possible in the morning and then they're up later than us. So we kind of have to adapt to them. It's crazy, isn't it? And that's another thing I found in regards to change. Um, so my, yeah, my son will be 14 this year. And it was interesting because in lockdown was when the change began. And because you are home together for a lot, you know, voice changed. He'd gone from us sitting down and watching cartoons together mm-hmm. to becoming more reserved in his room. And I remember having this moment where the irony is when you're busy, oh my gosh, mom, let's watch this. Mom, let's watch that. Mom, let's play with me. When can I get a free moment? Went to a point where he's in his room and that kind of realisation in lock, you know, that moment when, oh my gosh, I'm a... I'm single, I'm at home by myself. What do I do? Mm-hmm. And again, that was another change moment. Once I kind of adjusted, I still have time when I'm like, come on, let's do something together. But it meant that I had to then, right, what did you like to do? <laughs> what have you stopped doing because you've been busy? Um, you know, get back into hobbies, watch that program you like, um, and just try and find a way to transition that period. So I think I'm starting to enjoy my time more. I have that additional time because he's a teenager. The thing I find really tricky, maybe you can help me with that, is transitioning the change, the constant emotions, the fluctuation in hormones. I have not mastered that yet. Well, me neither. I mean, mine are just 14 and 16. But it, it's just, you're right, though, it is you kind of have to re-figure out how you're going to go through your day, what you're going to prioritize. and you do have more time to yourself, which sometimes I'm like, yes. And then other times I'm like, I'll just at least be here and be available for them. They may stay in their room all day, but at least I'm here. What is that? We've got all the, okay, well, okay. But they'll know, he'll know I'm downstairs and that's all that matters. <laughs> you okay? I look my dog, you okay? Um, and what I think is hilarious is, I don't know whether your children do this to you, but you would be at home all day. They have all the time in the world to speak to you, engage with you. And the moment you pick up that phone to speak to someone, oh, you never spend time with me. I'm like, we had the whole day <laughs> to spend together. You just want to be at your beck and call. And I'm like, how? How? So, yeah, just navigating. Um, yeah, and I'm still working on that because there are, you know, I've adjusted to the kind of solitude, the idea that at this age, they like to spend time by themselves or they're on the computer talking to their friends. And obviously my son's an only child as well. So we kind of had that discussion actually. And he was really mature about it in lockdown when we couldn't go out. He was really clear. He said, look, obviously I'm our only child and um, it's not even just playing games. I just get to interact with my friends and have a connection community. And he articulated that so well that I thought, okay. I mean, sometimes he's just literally on the computer, but there was that understanding that we're in this unique period where we can't go and see his friends every day. So actually this is now a new normal, but the balance is it's great back at school and be able to see them engage and get a balance with that. So that's been tricky. Yeah. Well, I I enjoyed this all the extra time with them during the pandemic and the lockdown because when they are that preteen 
mm-hmm. beginning teenagers, you don't get much time with them and then your influence is going to start going down. So being able to just soak up as much as possible, they may not have liked it, but I was fine with it. It was, it wasn't, I know it was a very difficult time and you've got to be, I know you've got to be careful and considerate, but there were so many moments, which was just a blessing to have, you know, he was homeschooling upstairs. I was downstairs. We could have lunch together. We could have breaks together. There were, there were some not great moments over the past two years, but there was that great moment you could connect. Um, and also got to recharge without this constant to and fro. Um, I learned in lockdown that I was doing too much at times, mm. too much, you know, um, and I think I'm getting better in regards to change. I'm getting better at saying no, well, that doesn't fit me. Um, and maybe that's an age thing as well. When we think about transition and change that I feel like with age and wisdom, you become a little bit more assertive and you know what you want and you know, it works for your family and you get better at saying yes, no. And I don't really say maybe anymore because maybe mm. taken as a yes, yes, no, thank you. Kind of thing. So that's been great. Yeah. So since your son is an only child, whatever changes you make, he probably feels as well. I would assume with your new job, being there less, that kind of thing. Yeah, he he will notice it. Um, yeah, and and I think that's the thing, isn't it? And I had a, and I had a discussion with him you know, admittedly the other day, like, I don't know if you have this in the States, but we have on Tuesday after, just before Lent begins, we have something called Show Tuesday, like Pancake Day. And in the UK, every year, it's always been a thing every year where you make pancakes, mm. um, like traditional, like lemon, and they're probably more crepe styly, and you put um, like sugar and lemon. And we do this every year, like it's, it's like a great year to make pancakes. In the evening, you flip and you have lots of fun. And I hadn't gone shopping because I hadn't fitted in the shopping. In uh-huh. um, we had no milk. I was like, I had everything else bar milk. So he went and got milk, and I was so tired that I'd fell asleep. He brought me pancakes half asleep. Dad, because he put all this effort, and he said, "No, Mum, it's all right. I probably took too long to prep them anyway." And in the morning, I had to say to him, "Look, I'm so sorry. Just a bit. I've just been really tired. I know it's normally a really special day for us, um, but I, I just fell asleep." And he said, "No, I completely understand." And yeah, that that impact can happen where um, he noticed that I was working more or planning more, and I and I guess even like you said, they're in their room all the time. But he did notice that it wasn't that I was maybe sat and just relaxed and it was working, you know, at the laptop until late. Um, And yeah, I try to, obviously as a parent, I will make um, the decisions. But with him growing, I'm trying to, if there is a decision that he can take part in, or at least feel like he has some say, try and give him that opportunity. um, Or at least make him think that he's... (laughs) (laughs) He's had some say. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we just spoke about that, how, you know, yeah, I apologise and we're trying to find a way. I'm trying to find a balance. And he was really smart. He just said, oh, do you know what the problem is? You did start at not a great time of the year. We have all the exams. That's why. So he was able to understand. He was like, yeah, it wasn't a great time to start. It will get better. So you can be quite understanding. So that's good. Yeah, that's sweet that he recognises that too. 
yeah and I was but but I definitely notice that I think secretly he does love that kind of me being part-time there's something about them knowing you're at home even when they're not at home they quite love isn't it it's like she's there if I need her you know I can get accessibility or you know it's it's this kind of thing I don't know is it is it prime um I worked for the government for years and then about five years ago so my son would have been around 10 I quit to work from home and not working you know as much and although my income has gone half to what it used to be the kids love it and I remember my son had to do something with a new teacher, a new year in middle school about the five things that have impacted your life the most. And one of them was me quitting my job to be home. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think they do just like knowing that you're there. They do. And when I had a a short stint, when he was younger, we used to call it, um, I've been full-time the majority of the time, actually, I'd say probably just a short stint. Maybe he was seven or eight. We used to call it micro mummy. Mondays, (laughs) Mondays, <laughs> it our day to do whatever we want to do. Is an activity? Are we going to go? It was like our special day. Um, and yeah, I think you're right. There is something because I feel like they know it's your time to, you know, you're at home. Maybe you've put an extra special meal on for that day because they're coming back, or, you know, he'll be not feeling well on my day off. And I'd be like, you see, hmm, this day off <laughs> because he knew. I could just come to him rather than being 25 miles away. It's not as accessible. So there, there is some possibility that the, you know, her teacher or principal has said, knowing that I was part-time before, there's a possibility that next year I could be. And the more I think about it and the more I'm trying to juggle all of these things, I'm like, yeah, as a single parent, money can be tight. It's a big financial factor. But there's also something great about having that day to do things and having that day as a possibility and that day to have me time while they're at school. It's great. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So do you have any last words for single parents? I think put yourself and your family first. Okay. Change will always be difficult. It really is. And um, I created some midweek prayers on my page and they're really and I focused about what it's like to step in praying over a new season because it can be really tricky but I would say um seek God spend quality time with God just to hear his voice and just for some reassurance because it can be really tough when you haven't got another adult at home to bounce off but God's there for you and put yourself and your family first I think sometimes I know I have a tendency at time trying to prove I've got it together as a single parent. I'm really conscious about the stigma. So sometimes you overcompensate, but you don't want to overcompensate for the detriment for your health and well-being. So put yourself and your family first. If you can do it, do it. If you can't, don't do it. Um, and I remember someone saying to me, assertiveness is about does it work for your family? If it doesn't, it's absolutely okay to say no. And you don't even have to give a reason. So look at change, see how it works, be adaptable, but make sure it works for you and your children first. Yeah. And it's just a season, which is what I tell myself when something comes up, I really want to do, but I, 
I feel led to be home more, especially in the evenings. And I just tell myself in this season, I can't do this right now. Well, exactly. And the funny thing is, in a few months time, you'll look back and think, oh my gosh, that was really challenging. And there'll be a new thing or a lesson. So like I said, it's just a season. And once you know what you're doing, you can progress to something else and enjoy your time. So yeah, just for a season. But if you look, you've got this far as a single parent, um, then you can do change. If you can, if you can be a single parent, raise your children and do this dynamic job with one person, yourself, taking responsibility, you've got change. You've got it. That's great. Thank you. Where can people find you? If you go to uh, Instagram, it's father to the fatherless underscore. And hopefully at some point this year, I can get my website relaunched. But at the moment, father to the fatherless, there you'll find my quotes, Bible verses. And if you're ever having a bit of a hump day on a Wednesday, just click on my reels and have some quiet time with prayer. Great. Thank you. If you're a single parent, I invite you to check out my free ebook, Parenting Alone with Confidence. You can find it on graceforsingleparents.com and it'll be in the show notes. Thanks for listening.